Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I have tried a lot of things to solve different issues in their lives, and cannabis may be one of the last things they try, and it's often the first thing that works. My name is Spree Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I am Mike Veldhuis, business owner of the Dutch IT company Nalta and podcaster from the Netherlands. I just love the Women in Tech podcast by the talented Esprit Devora. It's made with passion and creativity. It gives insight into the world of inspirational women from all around the globe. But most of all, it's fun to listen to. Esprit Devora truly is the girl who gets it done. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. So I'm going to be super real with you guys, as I, I guess I always am, in this personal spot. I have been so burnt out. It's like I haven't been prioritizing myself. Like I keep teetering. I keep working towards prioritizing myself and then I bounce back and I, I don't again. And then feels like, why isn't anything actually getting done? And my head feels frantic. And what kind of life is that? Like true success is when we enjoy living in our own bodies, in our own minds. Like at the end of the day, that's what a successful life is, is the enjoyment of life itself, right? I don't know if you guys feel differently. I'm open to a conversation about it. Definitely feel free to message me on any social if you have a difference of opinion or even if you have the same opinion, I would love to hear it. But I just, today's Sunday, I know you're listening to this later in the week, but for me, today's Sunday and I am just sitting here studying my calendar and asking myself, is everything in my calendar in alignment with where I want to go and with what will make me feel absolutely great? And it's tough, you know, especially as entrepreneurs and as people in the tech space, we have so much going on, so many meetings, so many opportunities, so many learning experiences. But at the end of the day, if we're frazzled, which leads to being short tempered, all these things that just aren't good, right? If I'm all these things, it's just not a successful life. So I need to get it together. And I'm not together today. I feel like I barely know what my own name is <laughs> at the moment, but at least this is really like open and honest and hopefully it makes you feel like less alone when you're experiencing stuff like that. It's really, really important we prioritize ourselves because if we can't 
take care of ourselves, then how in the world can we serve others? You know, enjoy the next episode that I work so hard on. I appreciate you guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited for our next guest from San Francisco. Welcome, Ellen. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me, Esprit. So excited to have you. Everybody, this is a special bonus episode. We're going to be focusing on community building what to do when you don't have tech to build community, which is insane. We're going to get into Ellen's story. She has an incredible podcast called How to Do the Pot. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's amazing. We're going to get into it. But to start things off, Ellen, go ahead and tell us who you are and what you do. Sure. My name is Ellen Scanlon. I live in San Francisco. I am the co-founder of The High Guide and our podcast, How to Do the Pot. We are an education platform for women to find their way into weed. (laughs) And just to like clear all the people who maybe were like me a few years ago before I discovered CBD and tinctures and that you could do things with CBD and actually not get high. So clarify, this is not about being a stoner, right? I mean, everything about cannabis is about feeling better and how you get there. Some people like to feel better when they get high. Some people like to feel better when they're relaxed with CBD or when their pain is gone. And so mm-hmm. that's really how I think about it. Um, the, the longer I'm in this industry, the more I realize that most people use it for medicine. It may not be to, you know, be the exact prescription that your doctor gives you to solve a specific problem, but it's medicine and it's a plant. It's been around for thousands of years and people have used it for a really, really long time. And my goal and the goal of our, our whole mission is just to let women explore it. See if you like it. It may be for you. It may not. But um, for 80 million women now in the US, it's an option. So we want them to feel confident if they're if they're ready to try. Totally. I mean, I'm someone who struggles with anxiety. So I have the CBD tincture that I put under my tongue. And I remember when I first went into, I think it's like med men or something like that. I'm like, this won't get me high, right? I just, I don't want to get high. I just <laughs> want like mental health to make sure like my muscles are okay. I have another kind of like lotion for the majority of my life. I always thought like weed. Yeah. Like you just, get a high shits and giggles, like hot box your car, something like that. And now know that it has all these medical benefits to clarify my mind and heal my body in ways that, you know, don't have to make me under the influence of some sort. It's a great tool to be exposed to. So tell me about community building in your world. Like, what does that look like? Because you have a lot of restrictions in the cannabis world that most of us don't have to deal with. And you have to build community in spite of those (laughs) restrictions. So Tell us about all the things. Yes. Well, I think the number one thing to know, we probably all know, is cannabis is still illegal at the federal level. And so that has many, many, many downstream implications for cannabis brands. There are issues with banking. There are issues with taxes. You can't deduct your expenses, all kinds of things that are challenges for the industry. But from our perspective, trying to educate women, the biggest challenge that we face is 
social networks are not very friendly to cannabis. So we can be on them, but there are these things called shadow bans that, you know, you kind of are not being put in front of the places that you want to be. The algorithm is not your friend. People get kicked off of Instagram. They get kicked off of Facebook. We just released an episode about pregnancy and weed, which is an incredibly complicated topic and one that many women are extremely curious about because cannabis is now legal in 15 states and there's medical in 36. And a lot of women are using CBD or you know different types of cannabis. Uh, and then when they get pregnant, they want to know what to do. So I thought, okay, well, let's see, maybe Facebook will be friendly today. And all we had was a little post about the podcast episode about pregnancy and weed. Within five minutes, it was like, you are rejected. So that is the life of a cannabis business, even a cannabis business like mine, which is just purely education. You know, we don't touch the plant. So we have definitely had to get creative about how to reach women, how to reach them where they are. And I feel like that's the most important thing to me, especially as I've learned more about the algorithm. I think that maybe that's just not the best way to reach women with cannabis, mm. that search engines are what I love. Because if you're searching for something and you find it, there's that moment of just success. And I think that starting out feeling positive about cannabis is a better place rather than, I think if, if, you, if something pops up on your screen, you know, you're probably going to go back to whatever your worst memory about cannabis was. And I do not want you to think about those memories. It's a really different plant now, especially if you live in a legal state where, as you said, you know, there are just so many different ways that you can consume it that really match what you're looking for. It's been an interesting journey, but I, I do think that we've really learned some valuable things that are going to support us and hopefully support the cannabis industry. I mean, as an industry, we are all trying to figure this out. If you live in a legal state, you've probably seen billboards. You know, not a lot of new brands do that, but cannabis do because we kind of have to. Let's talk about SEO. What tools do you use? And now SEO stands for search engine optimization, which uh, essentially what it means, and I'm sure most of you listening know, but I just don't want to exclude anybody who doesn't. If somebody's searching for something on the internet, they're looking for an answer. And if you know how to do SEO, you're able to provide them that answer and that resource adequately. So what tools do you use to create your content online related to SEO? What do you think about? Is there a certain process that you follow? How do you evaluate if something's working? Well, I think the first thing that we did was we stepped back even further and said, what are the platforms that are search related? So obviously Google is the most well-known and probably the most important. YouTube's owned by Google. So another really important channel and figuring out the most important keywords. We worked with an amazing SEO consultant who really helped us to optimize our website. So that was step one. But after we got that figured out, we started to think about what the other search channels were. And at that point, we had a podcast and kind of realized like, oh, podcast apps are search engines too. Um, right. That's how I use it. And Pinterest as well is a search engine. So that's really where we've been investing. And we, you know, we, we still are on the other platforms. You can find us at do the pot on Instagram. And I think of them as awareness channels, but yeah. So uh, SEO consultant for sure on the website that helped us out. We have a condition based website and, and our shows are based on conditions. So we tell stories about how cannabis helps women. We bring experts on and we actually just find women who have found cannabis to be really helpful in their lives. And so the conditions that matter the most to women, especially really since COVID, are sleep, stress, 
And, you know, because Valentine's Day is coming up and everybody's kind of talking about it, sex. And so within those, of course, there's pain and chronic pain. CBD is sort of its own category. And so we have dug really deeply into keywords related to those conditions, health-related conditions, because most women, I think, have tried a lot of things to solve different issues in their lives. And cannabis may be one of the last things they try. And it's often the first thing that works. And so if we can capture women and tell the story of how, you know, your anxiety, I hope is a lot better. I use CBD for anxiety. I also have endometriosis. I use CBD for period pain, which is an incredible resource. And none of these things you have to get high. I had no idea. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh my gosh. We have, we actually, our episode last week was just about this. I was working on it and cramps and cannabis are like the secret you have to tell all your friends. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd never even, you're the first time I've ever heard that. Yes, it's incredibly helpful. So I have endometriosis. So sometimes my cramps are extremely painful. And, you know, if you're in pain and you need to get out of it really fast, a vape pen, a CBD vape pen is an incredibly fast way to do that. I also take soft gels of CBD. So I have a maintenance routine, which is incredibly important. And uh, with CBD, you really do need to use it every day for two weeks in order to start to feel the effects. And so if you know your period's coming, start early. Just always start early. And you can rub creams onto your lower abdomen. Um, there's some great companies, LA-based companies that have patches that you can just put onto a venous spot. So either somewhere like on your wrist or if you wanted to put it directly onto your stomach. Cannabis is incredible for period pain. You can also use suppositories. Women don't talk a lot about suppositories <laughs> and they go right to the source and they're like an applicator-less tampon and you put it in and within 15 or 20 minutes, uh, literally your cramps will be gone. My cramps were so bad that when I was in labor with my son, I was like, oh, I guess they were bad. This feels about the same. That's so crazy. It really, really helps. I mean, before we, we go on a deeper dive into SEO and keyword research, I think it's a good moment. Like, how can people connect with you if they're like, where do I start? I have this in my life and I didn't know this could be a solution. How can people connect with you online? Yeah, absolutely. Well, please listen to our podcast. We just released our 52nd episode. So if you scroll through the search part of the podcast, you know, just listen to what connects with you. All of our episodes are under 30 minutes. Most of them are between 15 and 20. So it's not a big investment. And once you listen to an episode and, and have a little bit of a baseline, connect with us anyway. You can email us at hi at do the pot. You can find us on Instagram. And, and is it do the pot.com? It is. Yes. Okay. The website's do the pot.com. And so you can reach us there. We give uh, weed hacks and podcast recommendations. This will definitely be a wreck. Um, <laughs> and we share different topics. Our newsletter last week was about cannabis baths, which is definitely another mm, thing that you should So relaxing. <laughs> and are you on LinkedIn as well? Yes, I am. I'm Ellen Lee Scanlon on LinkedIn. Can you spell it for everyone? E-L-L-E-N Lee, L-E-E, Scanlon, S-C-A-N-L-O-N. So when we had a private conversation before the podcast, you were sharing with me that a lot of people are sleeping on Pinterest and how powerful it could be as a search engine, as an SEO tool. You brought up Pinterest for a second. How are you utilizing Pinterest and what are we not aware of? Well, I think the first thing that I wasn't aware of is that 80% of the users on Pinterest are women. And most of them are actually mothers also from 18 to 64. And so it's a really interesting demographic if you have a women-focused business. And I think that 
it's also a really visual medium, obviously. And a lot of people use it when they're searching for housewares or I used it when I was working on my baby. Like there are very specific things that people go to Pinterest for and either Pinterest or HubSpot publishes pretty frequently what the major topics are. And that's such a great resource. And so you can kind of, however you can connect with those topics, like this year it was plants, which was perfect for a cannabis brand because we just did a photo shoot and put some really great plants in it. Um, So it, it doesn't have to be that complicated, but knowing what those tools are, knowing where people are going has been really helpful for us. The other thing about Pinterest that I really love is they like video content. We put some of our headliners. So headliners is an audio video uh, app that a lot of podcasters use. And we just put tons of stuff on our Pinterest page through headliners. So it's about, some of it's about weed. Some of it is about the podcast recs. Every newsletter that we put out has podcast recs. And there's a lot more searching for podcasts on Pinterest. Um, So you kind of have to go in and play around and see how to use it. And and there are a lot of very Googleable ways to kind of get those lists. But that was just the sort of organic way that we did it. And it's been incredible. I mean, our impressions, they have been growing. My business partner, April Pride, was a designer before uh, she got into cannabis. And so she had an account that had a lot of cool visuals. We started there. It really took off. So we created one for the brand. For us, it was surprising. It's not sort of as sexy as Instagram, but we get so many people who connect with our content there. Perfect. You said you start with a lot of keyword research. What are some of the top things you learned from the consultant? Is it someone that you'd like to recommend with everyone that they should hire this person? And what was some of the stuff that when they were working in your site, you had aha moments like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that? And now in your maintenance mode and you're ongoing, how do you do your keyword research? I know so many questions at one time, but you get the idea. (laughs) We were very fortunately introduced to Josh at We Creative through Prismatics, which is an LA-based PR firm. Uh, and when this all really happened with COVID, um, we had a website, but we thought, okay, this is the time. I'm sure a lot of other brands did that we really need to invest. My partner, April Pride, did a lot of the research. I think that the things that we learned from Josh, he was so helpful with hierarchy. Uh, I think that's a really big thing to focus on. And Uh, The way that we did our keyword research, um, it came out sort of color-coded. So we had the reds, the oranges, and the greens. And when you think about keywords, there are some that are just so popular and huge and enormous that you may not ever really rank. And our goal is to always be first or second page. And so we started with some of the sort of lower value keywords. And it's definitely worked for us. In part, I mean, we're lucky to be in an industry that's new because you know, millions and millions of people are probably talking about all kinds of things related to tech. There aren't as many people talking about cannabis and cramps. And diving into hierarchy, what does hierarchy mean to you? Like, so everybody can translate that into their businesses. And is there a specific tool you use to do the keyword research? I can't remember the tool that April used. uh, And then Josh took it over after that. The ones that I would recommend you guys is I use Ahrefs. It's A-H-R-E-F-S. Another one is SEMrush. They're competitors. They're both really great, SEMrush. And if you want something free, there's Uber Suggest. But I really like Ahrefs and SEMrush a ton. So if you're looking to do keyword research, that will really streamline your process. Another great SEO tool is AnswerThePublic.com. It tells you the questions that people are asking online. So, and they have a free level 
level as well. I have pro accounts on all of these, but they're really great. You could also see what your competitors are ranking for. You could see what other sites are ranking for the keywords that you're after. So like maybe if you have a podcast about I don't know, cakes, right? And so you put cakes in the keyword tool. I think I I brought up cakes because I'm not eating desserts or candy for 2021. So all I could think about is like how I want cake and ice cream and everything and smoothies and I can't get anyway. So cakes, the thing that I'm not going to be eating this year, if you put that in as a keyword and you could see what sites rank for cakes at the top, and then you may want to reach out to those sites to give a guest post or say, Hey, I have this podcast episode on this. Maybe you want to feature it on your site. And then that way you could get some of the clout that those high ranking sites have. When you mean hierarchy, what do you mean by hierarchy? How can people implement that? Well, the way that I think about hierarchy is the conditions. So the the top conditions that we focus on. So things like sleep, things like sex, things like stress, those are just enormous, enormous topics. So that would be the top of the hierarchy and then digging down and thinking about where we could make an impact Mm -hmm. and where we could rank on the first or second page. Totally. Another great little tip trick online related to SEO. And Ellen, you may want to even implement this with Do The Pod is MindMeister is a mind map tool that I use. And MindMeister has public mind maps. And those public mind maps, because MindMeister has been in business for so long, rank really high on Google search engines. So if you create a public mind map that everybody could see with the right keywords, it's probably going to rank at the top of Google. And as long as you include your website or podcast or whatever it is in the main bubble or in one of the bubbles, you could receive traffic that way as well. So... A little bit. This is why yeah. I knew I wanted to talk to you. <laughs> a little bit of note. You guys, maybe we'll do like a deep dive into SEO one day to, to benefit all of you and building your companies and your roles. But getting back into how you built community for Do The Pot, how do you continue to cultivate community to ignite the conversations, to rally everyone together? Do you focus on email list, where do you focus that funnel of people finding your content online? And now how do you transform the discovery of the content into a community? Well, we want to be away from algorithms. Uh, That's been really just what we've had to do. And so, yes, we have a newsletter that has been going out since July. And Uh, We send it out every other week and that's intentional because we really, really want this content to be special and we want people to be excited about it. And there are conventions that we always set up. We always do the same kinds of things. That's been, I think, an important part of building community in cannabis, finding conventions that women are used to in other areas of their life and then bringing that to cannabis so it feels more familiar. So cannabis is just such a big topic. And if you have had a bad experience or if you're not willing to step into a market that is, you know, that was illegal for a long time. There're just a lot of barriers. So you utilize your newsletter a lot in order to cultivate the community. Uh, what do you use for your newsletter program? Well, interesting story. We started with Mailchimp, but we were kicked off because they said that we had uh, we were allowing links to CBD, uh, which was kind of wow because we were actually linking to THC companies for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> Um, now we use Clavio, which is uh, something that was recommended by other peers in the industry. And it, when we got on the call with Clavio, the very first thing they said was, you know, we love cannabis brands. We know a lot of other email providers don't, and we want to help you and we want to help this industry. So it's been a great resource. I have to say I was a little bit 
Well, it was just a huge undertaking to switch platforms, but Clavio is generally, I think, used for product emails. And so a lot go out. So we are paying for more than what we're using, but they have an interesting feature where you can uh, send your email, schedule everything, and then you can actually send it again to the unopens. I wasn't sure how it was going to work, but it, it's been a great tool for us. And we changed the content a little bit or changed the headline and send it a few days later. And uh, we have been getting very, very good open rate. That's really interesting. I send the majority of my messages manually. So I hadn't thought of something, but that's an interesting marketing process where if somebody doesn't open an email to be able to identify that quickly and automate resending, I think that's really good for all of us to know. I'm sure the emailers of the bunch listening are like rolling their eyes at me esprit. We already knew that, but <laughs> but not everybody, you guys, not everybody knows. <laughs> um, one more tip I'll give everyone, and I think, Ellen, you're probably going to write this one down too, is one of the greatest ways to incorporate yourself into the global conversation when you're working with SEO is to know what trends are going on, right? Like Ellen was talking about plants, right? And so how she discovered plants was happening and she's like, oh, that's great. We could really integrate, um, do the pot into that plant conversation. Well, the way to find out what trends are possibly going on, Google has a tool called Google Trends. So you could search keywords in that. However, to get even more granular, there are a few sites. One is called Glimpse. Glimpse tells you the trends going on. They send you an email report of all the trends going on. There's also one called Trendly, T-R-E, I think it's T-R-E-E-N-D-L-Y is another one. And then there's one called Trends by Hustle. But those are really great ways to see what trends are going on in the world because you get these high-level newsletters of what trends are happening. And then you could take the keywords you find, put them into Google Trends, and then go to your keyword. There's a whole process, you guys. Like... SEO is a thing, but I think it's, I feel like SEO is like a treasure hunt. I think it's exciting. I like a video too. game almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Glimpse. Yo, the found. Okay. It was late at night and I was like getting my Glimpse subscription. Then I'm on live chat with questions. The founder of the company is the one writing me back on the live chat. I was like, I felt like super finger and I didn't even know this. He was really normal. And then I was like, this guy is so rad. And then I looked him up on LinkedIn. I'm like, you're the founder. What? That is so cool. So anyway, I'm, su I'm super into customer experience. That guy, I think his name is Noah. He blew me away. Like, yeah, Glimpse. I'm going to do an extra shout out for Glimpse because of that customer experience. But it's really great to know what trends are going on in our global community to integrate yourself into those uh, global discussions and make yourself known on the internet. A couple last questions I like to ask is, one is, what has been a piece of advice that you've gotten throughout your career that has really stuck with you? I've gotten a lot of great advice over my career, but the advice that has resonated with me the most over the past year has come from friends who have told me, you just have to stay in the game. So I have a two-year-old. It's hard to be a working mother. It's hard to be a working mother with a young child. But a lot of friends have said, you know, trust that it's going to be worth it. It's hard right now, but, but stay in the game. Stick with it. I love that. It's so true too. <laughs> Some days it feels impossible. <laughs> What's a huge obstacle in your career that you have successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? Well, I think probably the biggest objective challenge that I faced was I had a career in financial services. I worked for Wall Street banks. I worked in the investment business and 
I decided I didn't want to do it anymore. And so I transitioned. I started a consulting business. I'd worked for a startup in financial services. And I think that that honestly was sort of the spark. And then soon after I moved to California and I started to just understand that business wasn't all banks that had been around for, (laughs) for many, many years. And so transitioning from the investment world to the startup world was really fun and really exciting for me. I loved it. I worked with a coach on the transition because I think that a lot of the things that I had been doing for 15 years seemed very specific to financial services, but the coach helped me to realize that they actually weren't. And so recognizing patterns is something that I think I have been doing for a long time in my career. And that was a huge, huge sort of bridge to getting to the startup world. So transitioning was probably the biggest challenge I faced. What is your favorite software tool or website or mobile app or could be anything? I love meditation apps. Uh, Mm. I really, really love them. So Headspace. Yes. uh, I have a friend who created one called the Shift app. Um, I listen to Tara Brock on podcasts, like anything audio guided meditation. I started a meditation practice 13 years ago, and it's one of the best things I've ever done for myself. And these apps are great because they're always with you. You can do a three-minute meditation. You can do a 10-minute meditation. I don't do long ones, but uh, I love them. Yeah. I mean, the Headspace app even has SOS meditations yes. that I totally take advantage of sometimes if I'm just frazzled. <laughs> I'm like, I need an SOS. So, okay, what is one book that you recommend that we read? Yes. I love to read. It was really hard to pick. So I actually have two I read a ton of fiction and I love the Walter Mosley LA-based mystery stories. It's Mm. just, they're so fun and escapist and really terrific. So I love those. And a book I read this year that was super, super interesting to me was called Hitmakers by Derek Thompson. It's the science of popularity in an age of distraction. (gasps) Just thoughtful and really, I liked it a lot. I need to read that one. That sounds perfect. (laughs) Is there any last thing that you wanted to share before we wrap up? Well, I love what you're doing. We want to support women and however we can support women together uh, always makes me feel really happy. Um, So thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the connection and and getting to meet you through Clubhouse. Um, And I hope we can connect again soon. For sure. Ellen, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more phenomenal women in tech in this world. Remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. Takes you straight there, womenintechvip.com. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thanks so much for having me. Hi, I'm Ellen Scanlon, the co-founder of The High Guide and How to Do the Pot podcast, a cannabis education platform for women. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.